Hey everyone, it's Night of St. Traft. Welcome back to the Idiot Brewery. We're a Magic the Gathering podcast, brewing podcast, that is. And I'm joined by my three normal co-hosts, Nextdoor Lolly, The Grolin, and Ashes of an Empire. And we're going to bring you a little bit of a special episode today. Um, uh, about two months ago or so, we did an episode uh, of Barista Banter, one of our side series, about a format called Peasant. Uh, and I'll go over kind of quickly what that is, but I'm going to link that video below too. So if you want to go watch that, that'd be perfect. Um, so peasant is basically like pauper, except instead of commons, it's uncommon. So all cards in your 75 have to be uncommon. Um, we talked about it a lot on that episode and, and that little thing, and it's only about 25 to 30 minutes long. So if you want to go watch that and learn about the format there, you totally can. We go over the ban list and everything like that. But what we're going to do is just a normal episode of our podcast where we jump into our decks, we talk about all the different cards that we're, you know, bringing to the table and everything, and then we're going to do fresh brews as normal with this format. So it'll be uncommons only in the fresh brews as well. So uh, who wants to kick us off? Who wants to get started? I'll go first. So what I've got is I've got a Bant Walls deck and we're splashing red, so I'll get to that. So our... We're running a lot of walls. We've got Shield Sphere, we've got Resolute Watchdog, and Wall of Denial being our first three. Shield Sphere is a 0 6 for 0 mana with Defender, but whatever it blocks, put a minus 0, minus 1 counter on it. Kind of counterintuitive in a couple ways. It's a wall that you don't necessarily want to block with, but we'll get back to that. Uh, we got Resolute Watchdog, which is the 1 mana uh, for a white. You get a 1 3 Defender. Play one, sacrifice it. Target creature gains indestructible till end of turn. It's a good way to protect some key pieces if you need them. We've got Wall of Denial, one of the better ones in the deck. We've got a 0-8 with Defender Flying and Shroud for one, one blue, one white. Uh, blocks a lot. Yeah, blocks it's most things. Yeah, we've got two Wall of Mulches, which is a one to green, 0-4 with Defender. You can pay a green to sack a wall, draw a card. It's a good way to get some card bandage. Wall of Blossoms and Wall of Omens are pretty interchangeable. One in a green, one in a white. Zero fours with Defender whenever they enter the battlefield. Draw a card. Uh, just a good way to draw some cards. And then Overgrown Battlement, which is a zero four. One in a green with Defender. You can tap it to add green to your mana pool for each creature with Defender you control. Then we've also got Assault Formation and High Alert. Assault Formation, one in a green. Each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. You pay a green, target creature with Defender can attack this turn as though it didn't have Defender. Two and a green, creatures you control get plus one, plus oh until end of turn. And then high alert, which is one, white, blue. Enchantment, each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. Creatures you control can attack as though they didn't have Defender. And you can pay two, a blue, and a white to untap a creature. Uh, just ways to get your uh, walls to attack. And then, of course, Aether Vile. Now, this deck can create a lot of mana with Overgrown Battlement, which is why we're running... Dongle Infusion and Fireball for our red. Dongle Infusion is X and then a hybrid green-white. Sorcery, you gain X life if green was spent to play it, and you gain X life if white was spent to play it, but you do both if both colors were spent to play it, so you can gain a lot of life really fast with and this double card. double X life. Gain... That's yes. a lot of life. That is a lot of Over, life. That's a lot of life. Burn, 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 burn not a fan. <laughs> I, I would not only usually. imagine. And then Fireball, I think we all know what Fireball does. And so... How do we support a three-color uh, three mana base that's also splashing for four fireball? Well, we run City of Brass and Gemstone Mine. City of Brass, mana of any color, but whenever it's tapped, it deals one to you. And then Gemstone Mine comes in with three mining counters. You can tap, remove a mining counter, and add one mana of any color to your mana pool, but if there's no mining counters on it, you sacrifice it. Five forests, five plains, two islands, a field of ruin to help either destroy lands we don't like or to help us find the lands we need for our basics. And then, of course, one... Vivid Grove and Vivid Meadow. 
Uh, they both say enter the battlefield, tap with two charge counters on it. Grove adds a green if you tap it. White adds, or Meadow adds a white if you tap it. And then you can remove a charge counter from either to add a mana of any color to your mana pool. Seems pretty straightforward. That's a lot of mana. Yep. This is, it I is. mean, this is like the seventh time that we've talked about walls, but like, whatever. <laughs> how, many, how many varieties of <laughs> Too many walls? I, I swear it's the eighth Bant time. And Jeskai Bant and Abzan, I think, were the three that we've done so far. But like we've yeah, talked about a couple like of them multiple times. Of those, yeah, well. exactly. Like we have like uh, what's it? The Defender Vent. What yeah, Vent Sentinel. Vent Sentinel. Vent Sentinel's sweet. Ventinal. You're, you're. Oh no, Vent Sentinel's not an uncommon. Dang it. It's not. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Unfortunately. So speaking oh. speaking of your supporting a bunch of colors mana base, <laughs> oh, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about mine. So um, one of the decks that I've always enjoyed throughout my time of playing magic uh is the five color control decks back from like Lorwyn standard um it was a lot of fun to watch those games and especially the mirror match it was probably the best mirror match to watch in my opinion at least because as long as both players had their colors and their mana like the games were very interesting to watch the decisions made a lot of sense and were like very very deep so like the lines were like seven turns ahead of what they should have been um so I tried to port uh, something similar over to that into uh, Peasant. Uh, and I'll go over the land base first because the land base is kind of the biggest deal with this deck. So uh, just like Jack, I have four City of Brass, four Gemstone Mine, and I also have four Aether Hub. Basically, the some of the best five-color lands in the format. Pretty much the only ones, honestly. Um, I know there might be... I think there's one more, but it's not very good. Um... And then I have one of each of the Vivid Lands. And I, when I mean each, I mean each, all of them. Uh, vivid Crag, Creek, Grove, Marsh, and Meadow. Uh, with the exception that I have two of the Marshes, um, because black is a big color in my deck. Uh, that could probably be interchanged with a Creek as well. There's a lot of blue, too. And then I've got one of each basic, except for Plains. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of white in the deck, so you don't really need a Plains, but you have everything else. Um... As far as cards go, I'm going to try and break this down into five main sections. Um, so we have basically like control pieces, um, card advantage, creature creation, um, holding things together, just sort of the, the kind of glue of everything. And then we have some silver bullets. Uh, and I'll kind of go through these in that order. So as far as control pieces go, um, you have the normal hand attack. The best, one of the best hand attack spells in the game are in this in this format at least, um, second to maybe Inquisition of Kozilek, is Cabal Therapy. Um, Cabal Therapy is just really strong. You also have Chainer's Edict and Smiting Helix uh, as very, very powerful removal spells. Um, Smiting Helix being able to basically double Lightning Helix over the course of the game, that's really good. Um, Chainer's Edict being an Edict effect, which is also really good in case anyone decides to break Bogles, even though it doesn't really work out too well in this format. <laughs> There's not enough good enchantments. Um, anyway, uh, so your control pieces are pretty straightforward. So I don't think I really need to talk about these. So card advantage. The five main card advantage cards you have are Deep Analysis, Mystic Retrieval, Tracker's Instincts, Flash of Insight, and Forbidden Alchemy. Um, a lot of these cards are, are pretty crazy. Uh, Deep Analysis is a pretty big mainstay one. Three and a blue, Tiger Player draws two cards. Flash of back for one and a blue and, and pay three life. Like... It's just a card advantage engine. It's obviously got flashbacks, so it's really strong. Uh, Mystic Retrieval is through it. three in a blue to return an instant or sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. It also has flashback for two in a red. 
Um, Tracker's Instincts is probably the most interesting one. Uh, you only run two of them because it doesn't really do a whole lot in your deck except for kind of mill you for four because you don't actually have any creatures in the main board. It's one of the green, reveal the top four cards of your library, put a creature from among them into your hand, and the rest go into your graveyard. Um, it also has flashback for two and a blue. Then you have flash of insight, which basically lets you look at X cards, put one into your hand, the rest go on the bottom in any order, and then it has flashback. Uh, and then forbidden alchemy is just a really sweet card, two and a blue for an instant. Look at the top four cards, put one into your hand, the rest into your graveyard, and then six and a black for flashback. And you might notice a theme here. Um, every single card I've talked about, it, no, no, no. Every single one that I've talked about so far has flashback. Flashback is a big theme for my deck. It lets you buy back basically all your control pieces you have two of instead of just one of. So it makes it, you know, really, really strong, um, especially for like those big, long, grindier games. Mm -hmm. Um but it also lets you utilize uh, a couple of the glue cards, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, as far as creature creation, because like I said, you don't have any creatures in this deck and you want ways to fuel both Cabal Therapy, but also just attack your opponent. You have four Lingering Souls, one of the best token creators in the game. Uh, and then a Roar of the Worm, just a single Roar of the Worm, um, which is kind of an interesting card. Six and a green sorcery, make a six, six worm token. Flash it back for three and a green. So on that flashback cost, paying four mana for a 6-6 six, six is pretty good. Yeah. But as far as things holding everything together, and the reason why I put this deck together um, is because of the card Quiet Speculation, um, as well as another card, Runic Repetition. One of my favorite cards from Innistrad. I, I'm a big fan of that set, So, um, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Quiet Speculation is a one and a blue sorcery. You search target player's library for up to three cards with flashback, Put them into that player's graveyard, and then that player shuffles their library. Um, this card, being an uncommon, is kind of what actually made me like look at the deck. I, I saw that it was uncommon, and I was like, oh, I wonder if we can make this work. We sure can. There's a lot of flashback spells in uncommon. But Quiet Speculation being a two-mana tutor for three cards in your deck, being like, oh, I need some removal spells, go get a bunch of them. Oh, I need, you know... So to make some tokens, go get a couple Lingering Souls and a Roar of the Worm. Oh, I need to draw more cards. Go get some of the card draw engines. Like, Quiet Speculation being a two-mana tutor is just insane. And it lets you get pretty much anything. And you may think, well, some of these cards, once they get flashed back, they don't do anything, right? Well, yes and no. You do have two Runic Repetitions. The other card that I mentioned, which is two and a blue. Choose a card that you own from outside the, or that you own from outside the game that has flashback return it to your hand. So you can essentially buy back any of the cards that you've cast and flashed back. So you get two more copies of it, basically, where you can bring it back to your hand, cast it again, cast it again from your graveyard. Buying back things like Smiting Helix is really strong because it lets you do two more helixes off of it. It, it basically, this whole deck is just trying to get as much value out of its cards as possible. Uh, and as long as it hits the colors that it needs and the five color of mana base should probably help it do that pretty well, then it can usually grind into, it'll basically grind a game to a dead halt because you have just so much stuff to do. There's so many cards in the graveyard. There really isn't like a great number of graveyard hate cards in this format. So this deck could probably function pretty well just because you don't have to worry about a lot of things like that. Um, but then the last section is just silver bullet cards. These are the kind of one of cards that either are winning the game or they're doing something to stop other specific strategies that you can't really deal with. So 
Those cards are Fervent Denial, Flaming Gambit, Crows in Reclamation, and Memory's Journey. These are all instants. They all have flashbacks, so you can get them with Quiet Speculation. Um, Fervent Denial is basically just a counterspell. It's three blue-blue for a counterspell, but it also has flashback for five blue-blue. Um, it, I mean, there's only one, um, and it's... Sure, it's an expensive counterspell, but sometimes you just need to counterspell a fireball cast from your Bant yeah. Walls opponent for some reason. So, <laughs> like, you know, your Bant Walls you just got to get there. It's a red X spell. Exactly. So, like, you, just having this option is pretty strong. Um, I'll get to Flaming Gambit in just a second because that's kind of one of your win cons. Uh, then we have Crows and Reclamation, which is one in a green. Uh, Tiger player shuffles two cards from their graveyard into their library and then memory's journey Which is the same thing for one in a blue except it shuffles three cards and they both have flashback um, This is basically to help fight against some graveyard decks um, Tinker is legal in this format. So uh, The mm -hmm. stopper sword combo is really easy to get with tinker and like being able to stop that with Something like this to shuffle cards back into their library in response to like a sword trigger or whatever is pretty big deal um, or like if Jack ever decides to get Manila Dredge to actually function a bit better than what it is now, like that, that'll do it too. Like there's going to be graveyard decks. Faithless looting is legal in this format for some reason. So we, we <laughs> kind of have to evaluate that and have safety measures for it. And the fact that these are one ofs that can also just help us like shuffle more cards of our own back into our deck so that we don't mill out that that's pretty big too. So uh, and then the last card I was talking about is Flaming Gambit. This is X and a red for an instant. Instance keyword here. Uh, deal X damage to target player. It is a fireball at instant speed. That's nuts. Um, it also has flashback for X red red. Um, why this card is an uncommon and also only worth like 20 cents is that your opponent may redirect the damage to one of their creatures if they have a creature. Um, if they have a creature is kind of a big deal here because... If you control the game enough and keep their creatures off the battlefield with all of your smiting helixes or chainers edicts or whatever, then you can just fireball them like at your end step, fireball you for eight on my turn, flash it back, fireball you for eight kind of thing. Um, and, and that's kind of one of the bigger like win cons. It's also something you can tutor for with quiet speculation, which is again, just a big deal. Um, and it being a good control finisher or even just they only have a single creature and this x spell would kill them you can cast it kill their creature on my turn flash it back kill you there's a number of things you can do with this card so this card's really sweet uh and that's kind of the last card to round out everything in the deck um thoughts concerns anything the mana base seems rough around the edges <laughs> the yeah, mana base is going to be rough that's for sure that's the gemstone lines the, the city of brasses i don't think that's a reflection it's... i don't think that's a reflection on you as a deck builder i think that's just a reflection on the nature of the format that the format the doesn't have a whole lot of good on like there just aren't a whole lot of good uncommon duels like the ones that do exist either freeze when you use them or they come in tapped and aren't very good or there's like a number or of things that just or they hurt you, yeah. Like, there's just a lot. And so, um, a lot of the, like, quote-unquote better ones are the ones that are printed in Popper or the ones that are played in Modern and Legacy. Uh, and we just don't have access to those. They're so. either too low or too... That's kind of the problem I found with um, Peasant, is that cards are either too low or too high. Yeah, and that's like, that's definitely yeah. true. There's, there's, like, a lot of weird kind of wonkier cards in this format. 
because of that. Yeah, I, too. Honestly, I think this format is a brewer's paradise because there's a lot oh, of yeah. really, really weird stuff at Uncommon because it's like it's too good to be a common, but it's not good enough to be a rare or it's too complicated to be a common. But like exactly. There's, and there's and you get a lot of really weirdos. sweet things, especially since the format isn't solved. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So that's actually something I think I'll mention before we move on to the next two decks um, is just talking about how we're not presenting sideboards. Jack and I didn't present sideboards. And the reason for that is because the meta is literally the four of us. Like, there might be a couple of other people hey, who are interested. there's a couple people at, uh, at our LGS who are... Right, but, like, play, even even kinda. more so, like, there just isn't a whole lot of people. So, like, the meta is just dealing with decks that we... It, like, dealing with your decks, basically. Like... Whatever we decide it to just pull isn't. Out of our Exactly. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're basically quote unquote like creating the meta means that the sideboards just aren't useful. So we're not presenting them today. Uh, but speaking, yeah. Speaking that's... of pulling stuff out of my butt. <laughs> okay. That, yeah. how's, how's that for a segue? Not a very good one. It's kind <laughs> of gross. It. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, anybody who has watched this podcast for any length of time knows that i love the aristocrats it is my favorite deck one of my not no not my favorite one of my favorites yeah it's like your uh, nickname is dredge jack yeah but it's also just kind of the only deck i own i'm just saying like you don't even I'm play broke. aristocrats in modern so like i don't play it in modern because it's not very good in modern you can make it but work. i think it's way I a think lot of decks aren't very good in modern <laughs> true. true that's true but i think it's way better in peasant than it is in modern because I think that this format has a lot better support for it, funnily enough, given the narrower card pool. But basically, the way this deck operates is there are three kinds of um, cards that you can use in this deck. There are Predator cards, Prey cards, and uh, what was Scavenger cards. That was the one. Uh, cards that eat things, cards that get eaten, and cards that benefit when things get eaten. So... Predator cards are cards that do a thing when you sacrifice a creature. They are, the two we're running in this deck are Carrion Feeder and Goblin Bombardment. Carrion Feeder is a single black for a 1-1 zombie. You can sacrifice a creature, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Goblin Bombardment is one in a red for an enchantment. Sacrifice a creature, deal one damage to anything. So just like put, put, the, put the thing into the catapult and then throw it at your opponent. Or their creatures. Or, or pretty much the anything. creatures, or just throw it at Jace. Nobody likes Jace. Throw it, there's no Jace in this format. Okay, However, then there are 20 Planeswalkers in this format. Throw it at yeah, Throw it at Narset. Nobody yeah. likes Narset. Narset is one of the better ones, that is correct. Throw it at throw Throw a, a Carrier Thrall at Narset. That seems good. Um, but yeah, speaking, speaking of uh, cards like Carrier Thrall, we have Prey cards. Cards that in, like are designed to be eaten essentially they do a thing when they die uh, an example of that is carrier thrall it's one in a black for a 2-1 vampire that when it dies you get a 1-1 eldrazi scion you can sack for a colorless you don't care about sacking it for a colorless you care that you get two bodies for the price of one so you get more value off of goblin bombardments more value off of carrion feeders you can just keep feeding things into the meat grinder that crap out more things and it's great uh and we're running for perilous mirror which is kind of a similar idea but instead of feeding into getting another body you get two damage because perilous mirror is two mana for a one one mirror 
when it dies, it deals two damage to any target. We're running Pawn of Ulamog, Muslium Guards, and Promise of Boonrai, all of which care about things care about when they die. Muslium Guard is similar to Carrier Thrall. When it dies, you get two bodies, though. You get two spirits instead of just an Eldrazi Scion. Seems and then, yeah, you get three bodies for the price of one, which is really good. But it does cost four mana, but this is kind of like a late-game thing if you need to push through extra Goblin Bombardments, extra Carrion Feeders, you get more to feed into that. Mm -hmm. And we're only running two, because it's kind of a corner case thing, but it, it would prob it'll probably come up. And we're running Promise of Boonrai, which is a two and a white for an enchantment that says whenever a creature you control dies, you can sacrifice Promise of Boonrai and get four 1-1 one, one colorless spirits. Good luck finding so that token, becomes... by the way. What? Good luck finding that token, by the way. Oh, it's awful. Like, it's like one of the <laughs> it's, hardest. It is so cards. hard to find. Because it was printed in a set nobody cares about. What True. token? The, the, the promise, promise of Boonrai, the colorless spirit oh, yeah. tokens without flying. Yeah. yeah. Actually, do they come from, what was the, there's a commander card that has them. Forbidden or Orchard or whatever. Yeah. Forbidden Orchard, they're the same token. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Although they're not the same token, because there is, like, specifically a promise of Boonrai spirit token. There is. And it's a pain to find. Yep. It sure is. Uh, and then we're running scavenger cards. Our scavenger cards are Blood Artist, Cruel Celebrant, Zulaport Cutthroat, and they basically, whenever a thing dies, they drain your opponent. Hmm. Uh, Blood Art, like they all, they all have very similar effects. So I'll just read the one because they all do basically the same thing for your deck. Uh, Blood Artist, one in a black for a zero-one vampire. Whenever Blood Artist or another creature dies, target player loses one life and you gain one life. So every time one of your things dies, you drain your opponent. Seems good. So Does. that, as you can see, synergizes with you being able to sacrifice your creatures and get multiple creatures per creature. Yo, dog, I heard you like That's creatures. a lot of creatures. It is a lot of creatures, I agree. And then just as, like, a way to deal with pesky cards that you really don't want to have to deal with, I don't know, the rack. We have... <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have... We're running two Cabal Therapy. Because nice. I can go, alright, so I'm going to cast it for a black, name whatever, reveal your hand. I now can just sacrifice this whatever, Perilous Mirror, and Cabal Therapy, and you know what? Get some additional value. It's great. Get Jeez. some Blood Artist triggers. Get yeah. some Zulaport Cutthroat triggers. It's awesome. This, Maybe this get a deck, Promise of Boonrai. This deck is a nightmare to control decks. Oh, it's... It, just, yeah, just to clarify, yeah. anyone who's ever played a control <laughs> deck versus Aristocrats... They know my pain. They know the pain of this. It the matchup sucks yeah, so bad. All of your all of your things. Are how do you deal with how do you one. deal with decks that go wide as a control deck? You wrath them. You know what's bad against aristocrats? Wrathing them. Oh look, okay, so, they've still uh, got thirty creatures me, in play. I'll drain you for eight, and now I still have a board. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Would you like to concede yeah. now? Yeah, pretty much. I'll, I'll give you this option now to concede. But yeah, that seems sweet. I like Aristocrats. Yeah, um, and then just uh, just real quick, the land base is we're running four City of Brass, two Mountains, three Nomad Outpost, two Plains, four Rocky Tar Pit. Gotta love whoa. those slow fetches. Oh man, fetches that we get in this format. Yeah, we get fetches. They're not great. Uh, they turn four on Rocky Tar Pit, five Swamp, and two Tainted Field, because I get access to the Tainted Lands, because this deck is very black. 
Yeah, it does seem that, like it has a lot of black lands in it. And yeah. It I mean a lot of a lot of the aristocrat style cards are either black or red. Uh now that, actually, now that white Goblin Bombardment is actually the only red card we run mainboard. But really? it's really, really, really good. I mean, yeah, that card's stupid. It's one of the like better sack outlets in the game. It's stupid good. It's I think the best it's, sack outlet. It's dummy good. And dummy good. Yeah, that is that is the aristocrats. Um, this list we, will include a sideboard, but it's not really relevant at the moment. But format, I built one because yeah, hey, I right have time on my hands. Yeah, it's fair. Also, to answer your previous claim that there's not a lot of graveyard hate, this deck runs uh, two relics and three Yixalid Jailer. I mean, yeah, there there oh, is yeah. good hate in this format. It's just that it's Yixalid it's hard because we fun. don't we don't really know like what the meta is like. So like. Yeah. You don't know how much graveyard hate you actually need. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I included as much as I did. I got five pieces of it. Yeah, but three of them double as a body if it turns out to not be relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's good. All right, it's Aiden, great. take us home. All right. Uh, so you guys know what all your guys's decks die to? What's that? The rack. So this is. Uh, eleven rack. Because we don't want to play on. twelve. Hold on, let's let's pause real quick. Let's let Jack complain for a second. Yeah, Jack, Jack, get it, get it out now, so we don't do it while Aiden's talking. Thank you. I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to do this on our podcast. So the thing about this deck <laughs> is, it's ridiculous. I have been playing games where this idiot is at one. One, he missed his second land drop for two turns, and then was stuck on two lands for another two, then finds his third land, and I just die, and he's at one! <laughs> one! What is wrong with this deck? <laughs> Anyways, that's all. Thank you. I, appre I appreciate you giving me the time for that, Austin. Back to you, Definitely. Alright. Alright. And we're back. So, 11 racks, right? Because 12 is too many, and 10 is too low. <laughs> um, I'm curious how you found that number. Or did you just, like, well, he had 12 in his deck, and he was record. like, "All right." <laughs> I didn't, you know, 12 is too even. 11 is definitely more of a psych out for your opponent. Sure, it's more like the psychological it's, value. So, so obviously, people who have ever played modern probably know what eight rack is. Um, and now the new deck that's like 10 rack or whatever. So, like, they probably know what the rack effects are. Um. Which ones are you not... So, you're running a couple playsets, I assume. But which ones are you running, specifically? Uh, I was going to get to that. Sure, that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm trying to segue show you me into. The rack. Show yeah. me the rack. Alright, that's Well, sounds... uh, I guess Good. I guess we can start off with the rack effects, then. Sure. We're running uh, for the rack, because it is the best one. Mm -hmm. uh, for Davriel, Rogue Shadow Mage... Uh, which most of you should know what Davriel does. It's it's a good card. Um, and then we're running three Shrieking Afflictions. So I trimmed down on the Shrieking Affliction because it is the worst one. That's true. Yeah, fair enough. Listen, just because we're the rack doesn't mean we can't have creatures. We are running four creatures, and that is a playset of Gifted Aetherborn, because Gifted Aetherborn is such a good card. Modern, almost staple, um... It's really good at blocking, attacking, uh, finishing out the game, and just it's buying you time. It's a tap dancer. Uh, it's a gifted yeah. orator. Um, of course, can see Honestly, the it's probably the best candidate for class president. Oh my god. Honestly, um, 
the uh gifted Anthropoid is a really good um sightseer she can see the future really well because as soon as you play her turn two or turn three your opponent's dead and she sees that and jack starts complaining uh yeah no i have no problem with gifted Anthropoid. <laughs> <laughs> his I don't care about that card. Gifted I care about the rest of the deck. His calm demeanor is unnerving to me. So I imagine <laughs> that because you're eight rack, you don't play a single discard spell, right? No, that's over. Of course, Who why would that? you? Yeah. All right, so the lands. No. All right, we are playing. <laughs> they don't play a uh, single one. They play many. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, funny thing about this format, him to Turok is legal. Uh, so we're playing four of those. And then we also have four more of basically him to Turok uh, in Chain of Smog. So Chain of Smog for one and a black at sorcery speed says target player discards two cards. Uh, then that player may copy this spell and choose new targets for that copy. So basically, if you play it and then say they have three cards in hand. Uh, so you target them, they discard two cards, and then they feel it isn't worth it to have that or... And then if they copy it, and then target you, right? Uh, so you have to discard two cards. But then you may copy it again. So it should kind of goes back and forth until whenever your opponent decides that this madness needs to stop. Um, I mean, you don't really yeah, care about not having card cards in your good. hand. But you care about yeah. your opponent not having any cards in their hand, so... Yeah. Um, you know what's the key then... to winning a game of Magic? Not having losing. Cards in your head? Having cards in your hand. You know what this deck is great at making you not have? Cards in your hand? Is it? Cards in your hand. We figured Isn't it out. Isn't the objective of Hellbent to not have cards in hand? True. That is a fact. <laughs> Are you running that Hellbent tutor? It's a rare. It's is yeah, it? no. It's not uh, as uncommon. Uh uh. No. No. Oh well. Shows All right. Uh, we also run four Inquisition of Kozilex and three Duresses as our discard suite. I know it seems like not a lot, but Him to Turok and Chain of Smog do a lot of work. Yeah, that's fair. Plus, you've got, I mean, you need a room for the creatures to block and to keep you alive and everything, and you need yeah. room for the racks, so... Yeah, and sense. there honestly aren't that many great discard spells. You get, I mean, like, uh, in addition to the two that you mentioned, there's, like, Blackmail and uh, Cabal Therapy are the other two, I guess. I was about yeah. to say, are you running Cabal Therapy? Uh, no, because we only run four creatures. I mean, it just seems like it would be a good thing to just one black nail something. Even if you don't but have... You, but it's not guaranteed to hit a card. Right, but if you don't have creatures and you blind flip name Cabal Therapy, like, it's just so much more mind-gamey to your opponent. Like, yeah, just... And maybe yeah, you should like, tilt Jack one, more when you play against him. Turn one, <laughs> but, game one... Act, action one, put Cabal Therapy on the stack, blind name, whatever. A four of in their hand. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, the... But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really like uh, Cabal Therapy that much in this style of deck because it's not guaranteed to hit a card unless they reveal a card in their hand. Um, so I prefer Duress because a lot of decks play non-creature, non-land spells. I mean, um, that's fair. Yep. And we are also playing four draw cards in for Knight's Whispers. The card is very good. Um, it just sort of lets you refuel your hand if there's still some things need left to be doing, like getting a rack down mm -hmm. or discarding some more cards in their hand. And then we have six removal spells uh, in uh, four cast down, which cast down is 
probably the third best removal spell in the format. Uh, outside like, of Terminate and what's the other one? Uh, I, oh, I, I guess... put Path to Exile and Swords first. Yeah, you're Just right. Go for the throat, and then... Yeah, it is. Yeah. Go for the throat's pretty good too, but it can't deal with affinity. Whereas, like, how many yeah. legendary creatures are in uncommon? They're just like so That's low. True. Yeah, and none so. of them are really good. Yeah, but, but the best one's probably like Janatha, which like isn't very good. So. Yeah, I was either thinking Janatha or Shauna. Shauna's pretty okay. Did you but say anyway, Janatha. 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 Anyway. Uh, and then what's your last right, removal spell? Uh, and then we are also running two Liliana's triumphs uh, to get around like hexproof creatures. Oh no, uh, and it's just another good, yeah, and it's just another right, good uh, removal spell. Yeah, I mean that seems pretty straightforward. In our lands, it says we're playing twenty, but we're really only playing nineteen because one of them is a Maze of Ith. Uh, by the way, that card wasn't uncommon. And it, it sure stupid. was. <laughs> it makes Lantern playable. Yeah. Um. So in our lands, we are running fourteen swamps to start it off, and then the rest are kind of utility lands mm -hmm. uh we have one bajuka bog it's a pretty good card yeah uh oh, yeah. one one cabal pit which cabal which cabal pit is tap add black to your mana pool it deals one damage to you and then you can tap it a black and sack it um threshold target creature gets plus minus two minus two until end of turn so you can That's only play really it if you have yeah uh it's a good very good card and then we are also playing one Ifner Deadlands, which Ifner Deadlands is a desert that you can tap to add a colorless to your mana pool, or you can tap, pay one life, and add a black to your mana pool. Uh, and then you can pay uh, two black black to tap it, sack a desert, put two minus one minus one counters on target creature and opponent controls, activate this ability only time only any time you, could you cast a sorcery. It's more removal. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it sure is. So it's kind of like Cabal Pit, except it's counters instead of just minus two, minus two till end of turn. Which can be very sure. relevant. So. Yeah. And then we have two Wastelands, because that card was uncommon. There was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that card is stupid. It is dummy good. And that's the deck. Seems pretty straightforward. Jack, do you have any other qualms? Discard cards and generally not have a good time. Yeah. Jackie, you uh, else to get out of your system? No, I'm fine. <laughs> Alright, I guess <laughs> on that note, we're going to move forward point. then. Sweet. I don't like discarding cards, so that's not very Nobody nice. Nobody does. <laughs> Alright, everyone, welcome back to the, uh, the middle area here, where we kind of do some of the ad raid stuff. Uh, I'm just going to kind of jump through this really, really fast, because we're kind of recording this pretty late at night. So, I uh, just want to remind that's everyone to... What? Yeah, thanks, thanks Audacity. Audacity. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I want to remind everyone to uh, like, comment, share, subscribe on our YouTube channel, on Spotify, on Castbox, all that stuff. Um, I, I, we're actually looking into getting our stuff up on. I think, I believe it was iTunes, is what we were looking at the other day. So be prepared Ooh, to nice. hear about that. That'd be kind of awesome. Um, we also now have a Twitter account. So if you want to tweet at us, just you can go find us over there at the Idiot Brewery. Uh, it's also on your screen. Um, I don't know if it's linked below, but we can put it on our channel or something to make it easier to find. Uh, we also now have a bit of a merch store. It isn't really big right now, but uh, if you want to go find us, uh, the link is below in the description. Uh, it should be on the description of both CastBox and Spotify as well. Um, and 
those uh that that place is just teespring it's the idiot brewery store in the teespring that we have three t-shirts up right now um and if you want to go check those out you can go do that um like i said the link below combine. all that stuff the simic combine <laughs> joke is not funny okay uh, <laughs> <combine>. <laughs> yes it is no it's not um so yeah if you want to go buy some of those we'd really appreciate it um and if you do buy one we'd love to see a tweet of it tweet a selfie of you guys wearing it or I really want some selfies of people taking terrible decks to big events. That that's what I want. So like when we get that, I mean we do it. I'll be happy. No, I know, but I mean like do we? people that no. listen to us. I he, brought Mono White Prism one hypocrites. time because I'm the that's only one that listens right. to us out of the three out of the four of us. So I listen to us. Uh huh. Anyway, no, you don't. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, the outside of that um just a couple of quick things oh if you want to go check out any of our decks uh, they're over on our tap that account um that is also linked below in the description so if you want to find it there you can go ahead and do that uh all of them should be up there now the whole thing is completely um finished and cataloged properly jack's decks have been completely filled out and Whoa. every single deck on uh, yeah it, everything is on there minus obviously these decks that we're presenting right now um aren't on right now but they will be before this episode airs i assume so um but yeah that that should be everything i think that's kind of just getting through all of the all of the stuff we have here at the center so we're just going to go ahead and jump into fresh brews uh just a reminder that fresh brews is going to be uh, about peasant as well so uh you know look forward to more peasant brews so we'll see you guys in a bit Alright, Urza Mine, Urza Mine, crack map, go get Urza Mine. <laughs> you look at that, I got Tron. Oh, look, it's Urza Mine, Tron. Man, Tron. Three. All three Urza Mines. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're gonna jump into our fresh brew portion here. Yeah, no, we're absolutely leaving that okay, Alright, um, so yeah, uh, who wants to who wants to give a card first? We're just gonna I, I, I got do one. this. I yeah. got one. How do you guys feel about Kamigawa block? Oh god. Yeah. Uh, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. Build me a deck around Honden of the of Life's Web. Oh. Why? <laughs> How do you spell that? H O N D E N of Life's Web. Okay. So Honden of How do you Life's spell Web is of? Born a green for a legendary, oh, legendary enchantment shrine. It's a legendary. It's a shrine. That's what matters. At the beginning of your upkeep, make a colorless spirit creature token onto the battlefield. Put a colorless spirit token Ooh. onto the battlefield for each shrine you control. Um, there are Wait, five total shrines. Okay. There's one for each color. Um, five so white, color shrine control. Yeah, there you go. Um, the white one gains you two life for each shrine. The red one deals damage to a creature or player equal to the number of shrines you control. Like I said, the green one makes spirits. The black one makes an opponent discard a card for each shrine you control, and the blue one makes you draw a card for each shrine you control. That one's um, good. Yeah, That's good. I mean, summer blooms in this format, right? Just ramp into them. Just ramp into the Honed. That's actually not that bad. Also, Mesa Enchantress is in this format, so you can like Gaia's... draw cards when you're doing it. Gaia's Touch is also in this format. Oh yeah, yeah, that one lets you play additional forests. Or no, Moltons. So Gaia's are like a like a shrine enchantress build. It'd be like shrine enchantress control. Like you can only have yeah. one of each shrine we'll in play, it, no, which wait, is really crappy. We'll call it shrine maidens. Yeah, I mean that or works. Shri shrine enchantress. Shrine shrine triss. Enchant shrines. <laughs> Enchant shines. <laughs> what's Enchant that? What's that deck that plays enchant enchantments? Is it enchantment triss? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. That's probably that's probably where I'd put Honden of Life's yeah. Web. Ugh. 
I'm you can upset even play Simeon for... Spirit Guide and Elvish Spirit Guide. Oh to yeah, ramp both of those them. are in there. Also, Lotus Petal. See, there you go. Oh you can yeah, put a shrine Lotus into play on like turn two, turn one. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. I got something. I got sure. Something. Okay, I'm excited. You know what? This seems like it could go in a combo deck. Build me a deck around Cathodian. Oh, Cathodian. Cathodian, sweet. Oh yeah. It's a three mana three three artifact creature construct that is kind of relevant text. Uh, when it dies, add three colorless to your mana pool. Seems pretty straightforward. Pretty easy. Yeah, the, the that text is relevant because it being a creature means it can be stopped by Maze of If. I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's also just a 3-3 three, three for 3 that can be a combo piece. Like, there's probably, like, ways to break this with, like, is there like some um, sort of mi mirror retriever loop or something. Because KCI is legal in this KCI. format, too. Yeah, if you put it with KCI, you get five mana out of it. You get yeah. five whole mana. It's just a ritual. It seems... I mean, you could probably do it. Honestly, you might be able to. It'd have to be KCI like a more like, like ramp harder, a more like base. Colorless. KCI two, a good day to ramp harder. <laughs> this is good like no no no. It's it's KCI, day. it's KCI right? But you don't have a combo in it. You play things like Cathodian and any creature that you can make. That's like really really you cheap. Ramp up you the can make. Pathraiser of Ulamog. Yeah, you play like giant colorless <laughs> threats like Pathraiser, Pathraiser of Ulamog, or um, what's Red the. Armies. Well, no, no, no. There's another one too. Bane of Balaget is good. Yeah. And then what's the what's the other one that I was looking at? It has like a Nihilator two. Armies, Artisan no, no, no. of Kozilek. Uh, Artisan oh. of Kozilek. That's the one I'm yeah. thinking of. Ooh, Artisan of Kozilek. Yeah. That. Reanimate nice. your opponent's stuff. I don't know. Does it reanimate? Uh, we, we it, it does reanimate. It. it reanimates a thing when it casts it, right? Yeah. yeah. Bring back your Cathodian. Bring back your. Cathodian oh yeah. Do it more. Bring back your Cathodian. Man. Make make a bunch make more mana. Five you mana. You make five mana. Dude, I like this. This is sick. Alright, we already got there. Alright. We did it. Easy. Alright. Um well, build me a deck around struggle to survive. I remember this card. Struggle oh, from uh Hour oh, it's, an it's an hour card. Yeah, struggle, struggle to survive is an yeah. aftermath card. The top half of which is struggle. Two and a red for an instant. Deal de struggle deals damage to target creature equal to the number of lands you control, and it has an aftermath which you can only cast from the graveyard. Survive one in a green. Each player shuffles his or her graveyard into his or her library. See, if this said target creature or player, that would be a payoff for lands. Is right. there any kind of like? Uh, I know you're gonna ask for like stuffy doll type effects, and no, there's yeah, not. stuffy doll. There's there is not. one. There is one. Oh, is um, there? oh we oh, got a um, true fire captain. True yeah, fire true captain. fire captain. Oh, okay, so here, yeah, we got this. It's this is this is our lands payoff. Oh jeez. I see. <laughs> oh, but you don't have oh, life no. from the loam or like any good way to like buy no. back lands or anything like no. that. No. Uh. <laughs> you don't need that. You know who needs that. Good land lands decks. Into play and then struggle on our Although, do you get a crop rotation? Is crop rotation an uncommon? Maybe. I think it, I I think it is. Hold on. I thought it was. I think yeah. it, well, let's, it was originally check. a common, right? No, it's only a common. Crop rotation's only ever been printed as a common. I thought maybe Shall it was get, printed wait, as an get, uncommon. Uh, in Harrow? The... Was Harrow ever a... Harrow is an uncommon, yes. We got Harrow. It's kind of the same. I mean, it like ramps you, yeah. I mean, you need more lands. You're right. I mean, there maybe, are a lot of utility lands, though. Maybe it's just like a red-green kind of ramp utility land type deck, and Struggle is just like an okay removal spell for it. 
Right. Yeah. Maybe that's fine. Survive. survive also deals with graveyard decks. Does this wait? Does this go in vengeful rebirth? It might. Like it doesn't. Mm. Obviously, it deal, doesn't deal eleven damage. But you like ramp really hard in that deck. It's so it's a good removal spell. But it's also five damage off of a vengeful rebirth. That's not that's terrible. Awesome. Damage isn't awful. Yeah. I actually don't mind that. That's probably where I'd put it. Like that seems mm. kind of sweet. Interesting. That's interesting. Uh, there's yeah, so many, right. so many weird Funko cards in this format. Anyway, yeah. Austin, take us home. T take us home. All right, build me a deck around Sprite Noble. Mm. Sprite Noble is one double blue for a two-two fairy with flying. Other creatures you control with flying get plus one plus zero plus zero plus one, and you can tap it for other creatures you control with flying get plus one plus zero till end of turn. Okay, huh. I don't know what the what kind of flyers deck there is in this format. I haven't looked, but you this was in that. You, you get can Empyrean make it? Eagle. If Empyrean Eagle, and you get um, was. favorable wins and favorable Honestly, wins. Yeah, Judge is familiar. Siren Storm Tamer. All right, yeah. so flyers. Oh man, can, wait! I did not card. think about how many flag cards are uncommon. There's a lot of real good ones. A lot. <laughs> Oops. <All right. laughs> man, I. Uh, Sprite Noble makes goes in the flyers deck. Might have made it an easy. It is just a lord for flyers. So. Yeah, it's a flying lord. It, I yeah. mean, it's not like a perfect lord. But like, it's good enough. Well, you you don't usually attack with your lords anyway because you don't want them to die and make your board suck. But like, this does just like act as another lord a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, so. if if you Thanks have an ornithopter, it. it's an O three. That is correct, Aiden. Good job. That has been the In Your Brewery podcast <laughs> for this week. Um. Wow, that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're technically correct, but technically correct doesn't mean it's it's the right thing to do. Technically correct is the best kind of correct. You may have asked that you could, but not if you should have said that. Anyway, um, so yeah, this has been the Itty Brewery podcast for this week. Uh, I just want to remind everyone at the end here to don't push a bird off a cliff, don't smack your grandmother, and we'll see you all next Saturday at noon. Have a good one, everybody. Professionals, don't worry about it.